Welcome to Scanner School, session number 17, a podcast where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Today, we're talking about scanning communities, live communities that you can become a member of and learn about the local scanning environment. Now, if there's no scanning communities in your area, we're going to discuss and how to start one of your own. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. I'm Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. Today, we have an interview scheduled with Marshall Sherrod. So Marshall is a fellow radio reference database admin, and I've met him online only uh, via radio reference. So in addition to that, Marshall and I also have a mutual friend. And this mutual friend is somebody that I knew from uh, the Long Island area who transplanted down to Marshall's area in Raleigh, North Carolina. So my mutual friend to Marshall's met at a scanner group that Marshall is a member of. And the name of the group is down in Raleigh, North Carolina. The name is called the Tar Heel Scanner Shortwave Listeners Group. I know, it's a tongue twister, and I goofed it up about five or six times during the interview, and I edited it all the way out. I mean, I just could not get those words out of my mouth. But uh, Marshall is a really great guy. He went through what it's like to be a member of a physical, in-person, scanning community. So he talks about how um, you know they share the radios, they share insight in the local knowledge. Maybe they introduce each other to something that is new to somebody in the group. Uh, maybe some part of the niche of the scanner radio hobby that somebody has an interest on will share that information with the group in a presentation form. If you would like to be a guest on my podcast, I would love to have you here. And I'm sure other people will love to hear your stories. Or if you have a area of expertise that you are um, willing to share, maybe you're interested in uh, weather receiving or uh, picking out some shortwave listening or some DXing, or maybe you're into military aviation, or there's something else out there that you really find enjoyment in that you would like to share with the rest of the scanning community, please, I invite you and um, I would love to have you on the podcast. Please email me at Phil, that's my first name, Papa Hotel India Lima at scannerschool.com. Or you can always go to the Scanner School website and click on the contact form, which is at the top of the screen. So that would be scannerschool.com slash contact. Now, again, you can always go and find the show notes. There's a couple of links that are in this interview, and those links will be on the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 17. So again, sit back. We have about a 35-minute conversation with Marshall, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of the interview. Thanks. So I want to welcome Marshall Sherrod to the Scanner School podcast. Uh, Marshall, thank you so much for joining me today. It's good to be here, Phil. I'm, gl I'm glad that I could uh, be a part of this. So Marshall, tell me um, a little bit about uh, your background and, and introduce yourself to our, uh, our listeners. Right. I live here, and my name is Marshall Sherrod. My ham call sign is uh, KE4ZNR, 
or uh, Kilowatt Echo for Zany Notorious Romeo as his uh, kind of uh, nickname there in the uh, ham hobby. But uh, I live here in central North Carolina. I'm actually a radio system engineer for one of the cities here in in central North Carolina. And uh, my day-to-day job is to make sure that uh, police, fire, and EMS personnel in the city that I work in uh, have uh, their radios working hopefully 24-7. Um, I'm also on the side of ham radio operator, like I said, and then I'm also a, a big time scanner, uh, shortwave, uh, buff as well. And, uh, so, uh, that's kind of where I, I come into this is that, uh, I love all aspects of, uh, anything having to do with radio, uh, monitoring there. Excellent. So what, um, what is your favorite part about the scanner radio monitoring hobby? What's, what's the one thing that you I mean, it's kind of like the pizza delivery guy, right? He he, yes. he delivers pizza all day long. He doesn't want to listen to it. So what – somebody who is in – I mean, do you listen to it well, after work or are you just done with it? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of funny that you bring that up because when I first started in this uh, – this was – for me, my background, I actually started in my career – my career, I actually owe to the uh, hobby of radio monitoring. Uh, and when I was uh, many years younger, I've been in this for uh, many years. I'm 43 now. I started in my early teenage years. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I-, I would listen 24-7 in my earlier years. Now when I get home in the evenings after listening for eight-plus hours a day to uh, all kinds of radio traffic, that uh, I like to have a little bit of quiet time where I'm not, not bombarded by uh, – you know, foot chases and everything, but there's still that that insatiable urge to uh, to know what's going on. So so I can't lie; I always have at least a couple of radios on in the background. I may have them turned down a little bit more than usual, but uh, you know, as you well know, once you get bitten by the bug, you, you, there's you really can't avoid uh, having at least one radio on at all times. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, I mean, now as we're doing this interview here, I got a pager that's over my shoulder right now that I just yeah. use for buffing, and I just heard it. You know, the relays click. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yes, you know, it's it's right on time. <laughs> oh so. yeah, I'm always, and you know, uh, every day at work I carry with me a couple of Motorola radios, city issued uh, Motorola Apex 8000 XE and a Motorola Apex 6000, uh, plus uh, a, a, a scanner that I'm helping uh, one of the two major scanner manufacturers bring to market here, and uh, just recently got announced. So uh, we're testing that one out as well. And but, uh, you know, uh, uh, for me, it's a it's a passion. And thankfully, all of uh, my significant others, my uh, my ex-wife was was very giving about it. My uh, my current relationships are also very, uh, you know, so far, I've been very lucky in that I've had people around me that are uh, willing to put up with it because they're the first ones to call me up and ask me, hey, I saw blue lights going down the road or I heard a siren. What's going on? So, uh, you you know, it, I'm always the first one that gets anytime anything anything major happens around here. I'm always the first one that gets uh, the calls or the text messages or the uh, instant messages going. Hey, what's going on here in Raleigh? What's going on in Durham? <laughs> you become you become that guy, right? Everybody knows. Oh yes. Everybody oh yes. Got, they got you on speed dial, but uh, oh, yeah, my my family does as well. Anything that happens in their local neighborhood, I, most of my family, uh, I'm lucky enough to have live uh, in the general vicinity of where I live at, and uh, you know, so anytime anything major happens, they call or text me, and uh, they're wanting the the uh, inside scoop on on what I've heard over the radio. That kind of uh, segues into really why why you're here uh, yeah. with me today is because you have a couple of uh, 
you found a couple of people that are local to you who share the same passion, and they, I'm sure, get the same kind of phone calls you do. So I'm sure it's a topic of conversation at what it is oh, that, yeah. that you're here uh, for. And uh, hey, yeah, most definitely, we uh, we're lucky in that we have a a good group of uh, like-minded folks uh, like myself that. Uh, over the last 30 plus years, we've uh, had a group that meets uh, once a month um, in person. And uh, we also, of course, correspond online on Yahoo groups. And uh, we've transitioned over to Facebook groups and, and we're reaching out to the other platforms as well. But we have the, uh, we call it the Tar Heel Scanner Shortwave Listeners Group uh, here in Central North Carolina. And that's a, uh, we call, we, we kind of, uh, our, our motto, if, uh, if anything else, is just DC to daylight which means that we have folks that uh, love to listen to everything from, you know, low band uh, HF uh, transmissions uh, like uh, beacons and that type of deal, all the way up to uh, satellites. So you have uh, the entire spectrum covered within our group. And uh, that that's why we're so lucky is that we have folks that have uh, decided to devote their uh, part of the hobby to their own niche, uh, if you will. So mine, for example, is public safety monitoring here in, in central North Carolina, which is obviously kind of fitting because, you know, that's kind of the industry I work in. So so it, it fits in really well. But, uh, but yeah, we definitely have folks of all stripes that uh, kind of have that whole spectrum covered for us. So what I don't know, someone else in the group will stand up and say, hey, guess what I heard on shortwave? This is what's going on. So that that, that helps us out as well. So your scanner club, you said, meets once a month. Um, how how did it start? How did you get involved with it? Oh, yeah. Well, it actually started, the group started uh, before I was uh, even a part of it. But uh, it started with some uh, local college-aged guys that uh, originally went to one of the major colleges around here, NC State. Uh, uh, some folks out there I know will recognize NC State from Jim, Jim Valvano and, and all that stuff. But uh, it's, uh, NC State's a college here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And... Uh, uh, some of the guys that were going to that college were electronic and ham radio geeks and, and stuff like that. So they founded the club in the uh, early to mid-80s is what I'm told. Uh, I got started in it in the early 90s. Um, I was a, a, you know, a kid. My, my actually my interest into the hobby, into the hobby started from a uh, accidental uh, I had a a buddy of mine that was an EMS volunteer here locally, and uh, I rode with him one day, and he had a scanner in his uh, truck in his personal vehicle, and uh, I said, "Well, what's that?" You know, I, I had no idea really what it was, and he told me what it was. I was like, "Wait, you can hear all the calls as they happen real time," and he was like, "Yeah, that's kind of what I have to do." And uh, so it, that got me interested. I, I pestered my parents until they bought me a. Uh, realistic pro 41 handheld scanner which at the time was a, a just a you know bare bones basic vhf uhf 10 channel um you know scanner just your low-end scanner but it did it got me really it opened up the world for me as far as uh scanner listening uh, you know, I started uh, not only listening to public safety, but then I started realizing, wait, you've got ham uh, radio conversations going on here as well. And at the time, our club, the Tar Heel Club, actually had a net, a ham radio net that would go on on Monday nights, uh, kind of a way for everybody to check in and relay what they're hearing, either on shortwave or on the public safety side of things. And uh, uh, so I started listening to that net on Monday nights and hearing what, you know, kind of jotting down what the other guys were hearing in the hobby. And then uh, one day I was uh, in, in one of those high school jobs that every kid goes through. I, I was working at a 
Hardy's restaurant, a, a fast food restaurant as a kid. And one of the guys that uh, I heard on the net, you know, you know the voices after a while. You get to know. And so when he came to the drive-thru, without him even telling me his name, I recognized his voice. I said, wait, you're Kurt Phillips, KD4YU, right? And he said, yep. And so I said, well, what, do y'all actually meet on uh, for this club? And, all? and he told me where they met up at on the third Monday of each month. And, uh, you know, it, it, so that was my first inter- real introduction to it. Uh, you know, Kurt has gone on. He's changed his call sign. It's now W4CP, and i got to give out his accurate call sign he was actually my elmer into this part of the hobby um and so it, it was a blast just getting to uh to get to know some of these guys that you hear on the radio now all of a sudden you're seeing them in person um you know i went to my first uh tar heel club meeting and and i'm sitting there the lowly guy with only one small little handheld cha- uh, scanner and and all these other guys have pro 2006s remember this is the uh early 90s late 80s early 90s when uh trunking was not around you know it, it was uh still to be uh, a big deal so uh everybody had pro 2006s pro 2004s that line of uh scanners and of course i was drooling um not at the food that we had there at the restaurant but about <laughs> all the radios that were there and so you know but i felt like the uh you know, the the little kid that came unprepared because all I had was my small little 10-channel scanner. But, uh, you know, they accepted me. They brought me in. Uh, one of the local guys actually uh, started a website uh, about the same time. Well, l- let me back up just a little bit. To, to be able to f- facilitate kind of exchange of information, one of the members, a uh, local TV engineer here in, in Central North Carolina, actually had a uh, bulletin board system. Uh, if you're old school like me, you remember the old dial-up yeah, bulletin board days. You dial into oh, it, yeah. listen to the modems go, and then oh, all yes. of a sudden you got the little, uh, you know, the ASCII. Uh... That's right. That's <laughs> right. So you know, he had one that he called Frequencies R Us, uh, kind of a uh, uh, you know a, 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 a tribute, if you will, to the uh, sadly demised Toys R Us. But uh, for him, it was a local dial-up, tem- uh, dial-up bulletin board called Frequencies R Us, or as we nicknamed it freaks are us and uh you know it's funny to think back now that i would sit there we would have a uh, excel file that we uh that we called a triangle frequency list that uh, everybody kind of contributed to and of course you would hope uh when you would uh, dial into the bulletin board you put your phone aside later in the evening you'd wait for it to download overnight um because you know it was still so slow the uh, transfer rate so you would hope that nobody would pick up on the phone or that nobody would call in during the middle of the night to interrupt your download for that frequency list so you know that's that the painful days of dial-up uh, internet access if you will or the, the beginning stages uh, but we also had a local guy in the group um as the years kind of progressed and and we started to move on to the uh the internet um that uh, we had a guy a local guy here rich wells who uh he developed a uh, website that uh, of course a lot of uh, the folks that are going to be listening to this will recognize as strongsignals.net and rich um when you, you know, we always look to the uh, sports stars and we see like Jay Leno or we see the entertainers that have like uh, all the, the fancy cars that we want to have, the Lamborghinis, uh, all that stuff. Well, Rich was the uh, Lamborghinis of radios, ha- had the Lamborghini of radios because you would go on strongsignals.net and he would bring all these radios to the club meetings. Um, and these are radios that the manufacturers were giving him to test out before they released them. Yupatero, uh, AOR, 
um, you know, he he had a little bit. Of, I mean, to to someone like me that had, uh, I was just starting my collection at that time. It was, uh, boy, I mean, you're, you're looking at it. It was like a a, a who's who of radio uh, right, from right. receivers, scanners, and everything else. Um, and so, getting to know Rich. Uh, was also a, another stepping stone uh, as far as me. Uh, it, and that's where I learned what ultimately became my, my motto to this day, which is uh, never enough radios. You know, you, you, we jokingly say that you, you know, you, you need one for each ear, but you, uh, I, I've long since uh, passed that. I would have, I have enough radios for probably uh, 70 or 80 people's you know, total ears times two. So <laughs> See, I always say I've got the disease, you know, when a new radio right. comes out, you got to get on it. <laughs> That's right, most definitely. So it's you know, I I started building up my collection and and started really figuring out my niche and the hobby. Um, you know, I, I was a big contributor to StrongSignals.net and a big uh, uh, part of that. And then uh, 1997, oh my gosh, that was the year. And I know you'll remember this as well. That was the year year that uh, everything kind of changed for the hobby. Um, because that's when Uniden came out with the first trunking scanner. And that was the, of course, the, the 235 XLT. And uh, Rich and myself were luckily, luckily uh, we, we were kind of just a variety of things fell together. But uh, here in North Carolina at the time, we also had uh, Grove Enterprises. You okay. know, the, the Bob Grove and, and Judy Grove and, and the folks behind Monitoring Times, uh, the magazine that was so popular for many years uh, here in the hobby uh, was based out of the western part of our state here in Brasstown, North Carolina. And Rich and myself were two of the the, the very first folks to get our hand to get our uh, hands on 235 XLTs when they came out. Um, and for us, that was just uh, whoa! Oh my gosh! Like a, a whole world's been opened up. Uh, you know, we we only really had one trunk system in this area at the time. But we could see where everybody was kind of headed uh, where, where, with the meetings that were going on within the governments that were saying, you know, we need to start being able to talk to each other. Um, this is still the early ages of trunking, but still the public safety agencies were deciding we need to have a better interoperable uh, interop situation for us. So uh, they started building out trunk systems here locally. Um, and as the years went on, uh, you know, it, it just, my, my love for the hobby just continued. It actually, again, dovetailed in with my professional career as, uh, from the, uh, right around March of 1999 to the end of 2003, I worked for a, uh, a company called Westwood One Metro Networks. I worked as a traffic reporter here in the Triangle area. Um, I, I worked as a producer, which would mean I would sit up in the studio, monitor about eight or nine different scanners, which I know, man, what a tough job for, for a radio geek like us. You know, yeah. this is, uh, that, I mean, that's heaven right there. Uh, but I would also do traffic reports here in the local area. Um, you know, and, and my love for the hobby continued on until uh, just a few years, about 60 years ago, I took a job here with uh, one of the local cities as the radio system engineer. And again, you know, I, I get to marry my love of radio at work each day, but also when I get to, uh, in my off time, I get to uh, hopefully uh, be a part of uh, what I've enjoyed so much with the hobby. And, and my, my whole goal is, and I still do this to this day, is uh, to hopefully be an Elmer to other folks as well. Uh, meaning the, what I've been so lucky and so blessed to get as a result of my hobby 
uh, I try to pass that along to, to other folks as well, because that's the only way that our hobby is going to survive is to have other folks come in and, and be a part of it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really that's kind of a, a shortened up, a very truncated version of my story. But uh, but uh, we do have uh, the Tar Heel Scanner Group is uh, a wonderful group of guys. Uh, our meetings kind of vary. Uh, we, we have anywhere from, you know, it can be as low as four or five uh, guys show up all the way up to 16 or 17. You just never know. Uh, obviously, on holidays, stuff like that, the the meeting for each uh, the the attendance for each uh, one of the meetings could be a little bit less because people are off visiting family, stuff like that. But uh, uh, you know, there there's months when we have sixteen or seventeen fo- uh, folks that will show up, and and we'll have um, a, a great time of just sitting and discussing what's new. Me uh, being the scanner guy, uh, of course, every time something happens, like. Uh, when Uniden just announced their uh, SDS 100 that'll be coming out, of course, people are asking me questions right, right and left, trying to get the inside scoop and everything. And I'm like, uh, some stuff I can say, some stuff I can't say. So, right, um, got got that NDA, right? <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, uh, you know, but uh, but it's a lot of fun. It, it, our group, like I said, has guys that cover everything from shortwave um, on up to. You know, we got guys that just all they do is they uh, drive around in their cars with their medium wave uh, AM radios, and their their whole part of the hobby is uh, medium wave DXing, trying to hear medium wave stations that are as far away as possible. Um, uh, we're very lucky that we got guys that uh, have th- parts of the hobby that I have never just never thought of. Uh, you know, people that uh, all they do is they hook up a, a pair of rabbit ears to their HD TV and they'll try DX far away hd over the air tv stations um yep. and that's that's yes. a new part of the hobby though too because that's what we mean with the analog tv you oh, know, yeah i remember we met that in monitoring times right they oh, yeah. they would say oh i got this a uh, hd tv channel uh, a couple states away because the spectrum was so clean at that point but that's um, right. i think that's when that all it, that that part exploded as well i mean oh yeah most definitely I, it, it, it it's so fun to see that that you see these guys that uh, build something, a part of the new part of the hobby out of something that nobody ever thought of before. You know, that somebody had that mindset that, oh, wait, I've got an HD TV. Wait, it's hooked up to my Yagi up in my attic. Huh, let me see what happens if I point my Yagi this direction. Am I going to hear something from very far away? Uh, and so that, I, I just love that part of the hobby that there's always that type of uh, desire to invent something uh, new to monitor in our spectrum. So. Uh, so the hobby's been wonderful to me. The group's been wonderful to me. I would not be where I'm at um, in my professional career or in the hobby itself if not for the uh, the local uh, folks in the Tar Heel Scanner Short Wave Group that uh, that that have been so uh, such a positive influence on me. Um, so I, I have to give them all the credit in the world. Uh, if you can find a local group like that to your local area, I can tell you it, it can definitely be such a boon to you professionally and privately that, uh, you know, they can help you further along in your hobby. Um, they can help you find out new aspects of uh, or help you just improve what you love doing already. They can maybe show you, oh, wait, you maybe want to try this antenna instead of that antenna. Or, you you know, you, you may want to try this radio instead of that radio. Right. So and nothing beats that, you know, face to face interaction. I mean, you know, the Internet's great and all that, um, you know, because because you can, you know, get get hints or get 
get oh, ideas yeah. from somebody. But I mean, if you want to try something new and you want to put your hands on something, I mean, nothing beats that. And, and that whole face to face and, and having your little community of, you know, from your scanner club, that, that is an, another level that you can't get by, you know, just being on the internet, which is, which right. is great. So, um, let me ask you this. How do you guys, well, first of all, you say you're between like sometimes between six and 16 mm-hmm. users a month. So where do you normally hold your meetings? Is it done like at a rec center or is right. it someplace else? Well, we, uh, we actually have a restaurant here in Raleigh that's a, a great Southern barbecue restaurant. Um, it's called uh, red hot and blue and, uh, a great local uh, barbecue restaurant for those folks that uh, th- that are here in Raleigh. Um, but uh, we meet. Uh, we they're lucky enough to. Uh, this restaurant's been uh, gracious enough to give us a uh, a meeting room off of their main dining area that's closed off, which is really important if you're a local group trying to to figure out a, a place to hold your meetings. Make sure you have somewhere that's going to be kind of quiet. Make sure you have somewhere that's uh, if you're going to be meeting at a restaurant that, that's kind of off of the. Of course, the 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 main dining area. That way, that way your your meeting can be held, kind of uninterrupted. Um, another thing that was a plus for us is that they give us they have outlet um, options for us. So folks that bring in a projector uh, for presentations can plug in and you know to an outlet to have uh, power there, or they want to plug in a radio or something like that. You can do that as well. Uh, but they've been very gracious to it to us. Uh, Red hot and blue. We meet on the third Monday of each month, uh, six p.m. for dinner, and then uh, usually about seven p.m. for the uh, presentation. And uh, we, uh, as all of us hams are known to do, we can ramble on. Uh, but uh, we we try to keep the presentation to under an hour. And uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, if, if nothing else, we'll have a bunch guys, but uh, we'll get together and we'll just uh, have a show and tell. So whatever new toys you've bought within the last uh, month or, or whatever, bring it on in. Uh, you know, show it, show it off, and uh, let us see because we might be interested in picking one up for our, for ourselves. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of great that way as well. But uh, yeah, we meet on the third Monday of each month. We've got a, uh, a like I said, a Yahoo group that we've used in the past. Uh, we're, we're moving uh, some of our conversations elsewhere, like Facebook and, and stuff like that. We're always trying new uh, social media platforms to uh, figure out what's going to work best for us. But uh, for many, many years, uh, we've had a, a Yahoo group uh, that's just, uh, if you go to Yahoo groups and search for Tar Heel Scanner, it's just all one word, T-A-R-H-E-E-L-S-C-A-N-N-E-R, Tar Heel Scanner. Uh, you'll come up with our group and uh, we'll be glad to have anybody that wants to join join um, I have some it, it's funny it's almost like a uh, you go back it's like a museum now I, I go back to the file section of that Yahoo group and and I find frequency files I'd done from gosh 20 years ago in there and I'm like you know yeah that's probably not going to work today if you try to put that in any radio <laughs> those frequencies are no longer used but it's still kind of you know you don't want to get rid of them because it's history there so Right, exactly. It's a little bit sentimental, right? In a way. Yeah. Um, so how is so you guys basically you have a you have a meet and eat, I guess is the best right. way to say it. Um right. so how do you guys discuss I guess the agenda would be something mm-hmm. you 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 plan out ahead of time or is it just like right. when you guys get together? I mean obviously when you have somebody coming in with, with a projector, that's gonna mm-hmm. be something that's planned up, but right. um how how do you guys really structure um a meeting? Besides, you and know, dinner I, first, then then right. whatever. 
and one other thing I should one major point I should point out is that uh, our Tar Heel Scanner Group we're, we're what we call a special interest group offshoot of the Raleigh Amateur Radio Society or RARS this uh, here in the Raleigh area um, the 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 largest ham club here in the Raleigh area. Uh, we've been very blessed that Raleigh Amateur Radio Society allows us to be a special interest group of them uh, for, for all these years. Um, so it kind of gives those of us that are hams, uh, you know, a, a place to be as well. But, uh, but yeah, we just discuss on the Yahoo group uh, each month, uh, a week or two before the meeting. We'll send out an email saying, hey, who wants to... Uh, who wants to do a presentation this month? Do you want to talk about this or do you want to talk about uh, such and such or, oh, hey, wait, uh, we have that new scanner or that new uh, SDR product coming out. Can you do a presentation on it? And it's kind of a laid back atmosphere. That's what we've always tried to initiate. We, we, uh, we don't try to be hard and fast about, you know, oh, you have to have uh, exactly 25 minutes of presentation and then 15 minutes of this and that. No, we're just, you know, Hey, if you feel like sharing, all all the much better. Uh, you know, we always love having a new uh, type of uh, presentation come in, um, and, and then we do have a, a few meetings. Like uh, on the December uh, meeting of each year, we have a uh, what we call a, a the Christmas swap meeting, which is you bring in anything radio related from your shack that uh, you've not looked at within the last year. And we have a giveaway type of deal. We'll put everybody's name into a hat, and then uh, you know uh, we'll draw someone's name out of the hat, and then they get to pick one of the items that's there. And uh, you know, so you get everything from battery chargers on up to I brought uh, a couple of scanners in the past uh, few years that uh, I just was not using anymore. I'm collecting dust, and I'd rather they get used by someone than uh, just uh, to collect dust, so it's it's a great time to have that uh, each year too. Is uh, the Christmas meeting? It allows us to clean up our shack as we always need to do, uh, and still give someone else a, a chance to have a, a new item as well in their collection. That's that is that's a really really great idea. Plus, the benefit is oh, yeah. too when when Santa brings you another scanner, you have a place on your shelf for it. So that's right, most <laughs> definitely, most definitely. You so, know, and it's also we we also will trade magazines and stuff like that. So we we'll still have folks that will bring in. You know, I I'm the uh, I'll be I'll admit I'm the a uh, little bit of the hoarder if, as for when it comes to the monitoring hobby. So I've got radio uh, I've got radio magazines going back to the 80s. Uh, so I you know I'm collections of monitoring time stuff like that so i'm always trading magazines back and forth with oh wait you want this uh copy of cq i've got this uh issue of monitoring times blah 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 that type of deal as well okay so if somebody is looking to find a meeting in their area what do you think would be like mm -hmm. the best way for them to to find one Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple of different ways. Of course, the, the biggest monitoring site around is one that you and I are, are, are well familiar with, and that's, of course, RadioReference.com. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's kind of uh, one of the first spots I always, uh, you know, we have the individual state forums at Radio Reference. So I tell people that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll reach out to me um and and they'll post a message in our North Carolina forum uh, saying, you know, where's uh, is there a local club to the uh, Central North Carolina area, or is there a club near Charlotte that I can go to? And so we'll try to help um, direct folks to their local to folks around them that will help out. But you can also, I would, you know, if you just do a search for uh, ham radio uh, on Google, 
uh, and, and go from there. Uh, a lot of these clubs start out as uh, just offshoots of, of local ham groups that uh, start out. So, you know, you, you'll find, and it's not a surprise that many of us uh, scanner geeks are, uh, are, are also ham radio operators. Uh, so, you know, they kind of, we all kind of run together. So that's also another good spot is to start at a, a local ham group meeting. Um, just uh, show up to a local, your next local ham group meeting and uh, kind of start to ask around, say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in ham radio, but I also like scanners as well. Is there someone in y'all's group that does scanner stuff? Oh yeah. We actually have a whole group of guys that, uh, are are crazy enough that they just love listening 24 hours a day. So here's here's one of the the, the guys that's a big part of that club. So you you'll get contacts there as well. Okay, and um, again, too, like having an amateur license wouldn't be a prerequisite no, to getting no, into a scanner club. When I started, I had no ham license. I was just a you know just a a little kid that was uh, interested in in seeing where all the blue lights and the red lights were going to and and hearing all the action as it happened. Um, and so, yeah, when I started, I had no ham license whatsoever. Uh, like I said, the hobby has given me everything that I've had. So I gained my not only my ham license through the hobby and, and through my career, but I also now have what they call a general radio telephone operator's license, or a GROL. And with both of those, uh, any type of radio um, technician type of career that you would want you can usually get with with if you have both of those in your resume that's definitely going to be go a long way towards you getting hired somewhere so if you want to take your hobby to the next level and you want to try to make it a career in some form or fashion there you go you know that the hobby can give you all the tools that you need to uh to to really make that a a possibility so right i mean this you I mean you and i are in the kind of same same boat with that one scanning was the gateway drug to amateur radio so that's right that's right start yeah. somewhere <laughs> yeah and i and and i'm not saying that you have to 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 do everything in the world with ham radio but i'm saying that it can also be a, a great part of your hobby as well we're getting ready to have here next weekend uh we have each year we have what we call the raleigh amateur radio fest uh or the rars fest a ham radio uh fest that uh, happens once a year here at the end of march and uh you know, of course, I'll be there. I've got friends of mine that that are uh, that are, that will be there as well, and uh, you know, we'll have a good time. Trying not to, to spend too much money, uh, but having a good time there. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Right, and then the other thing too that's coming up uh, right around the corner too is uh, Amateur Radio Field Day, which is the last oh, yeah. uh, full weekend of June. So if anybody's interested, uh, you know, in amateur radio or you yeah. know, scanning too, that's a great way to get down and meet some people. Maybe even get on the air. And mm -hmm. uh, get introduced to uh, at least people in the area that enjoy radio, and and then maybe you'll find yourself at a meeting. And again, you might find yourself a bunch of guys that like scanning, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe you'll find yourself that you'll actually want to get involved with amateur radio. So uh, yeah, right. amateur radio field day. If you go to please a r r l dot org slash field day would be mm -hmm. the link, but we'll put the link also in the show notes for uh, this podcast session. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Both of them can be a great, great, uh, a lot of fun. I mean, I've had just so much fun in the scanning hobby, but also in the ham radio hobby as well. Right. So I got one last question for you, if you don't mind. Um, if, say, somebody went through all those uh, those steps, they went online, they they couldn't find anything local, They, they there's, maybe there's no amateur radio club in the area, nobody in the amateur radio mm -hmm. club is interested in, in starting up a an offshoot for scanning. What advice would you give somebody who's looking to start their own group and how much work would it be to to get something off the ground? 
No, it, it really is not the 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 most difficult thing in the world. But uh, you know, if I can do anything personally to help anybody else out there, as others have helped me, you know, a big part of our hobby. We call folks that have uh, influenced you and, and helped you along in your hobby as Elmers. That's kind of the nickname that we give them in our hobby. Uh, but, it, you know, if I can help anybody else in, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out to me directly. Uh, you know, my uh, email address is pretty easy. It's just my hand call sign, which is Kilo Echo 4 Zany Notorious Romeo or KE4ZNR at radioreference.com. Uh, and I'll kind of help try to get you pointed in the right direction. I may live nowhere near you, but I'll try to give you some some starter ideas as far as what you may want to start to do. Uh, but also, you know, just uh, once you start to find those folks around you that have that same love of radio that you do, uh, trying to just, uh, you know, try to start uh, a type of uh, monthly get-together um, that's the thing that's really helped us survive all these years is that, uh, you know, we have that, that dedicated third Monday of each month, uh, barring any life, you know, like a major event. Um, uh, the third Monday of each month is always our meeting date. So we have that nailed down in stone. There's no ambiguity about it. So once you get that set up and you get to have some of those, uh, ideas, that okay this is where we want to go with this we want to have everybody that, that want, is interested in radio or maybe you just want to have this is just going to be a vhf uhf 7800 club so this is just going to be a public safety uh related type of club um then once you have those ideas nailed down in stone it makes life so much easier and again picking out a meeting spot there's got to be at least one spot around you that will let you meet once a month um you know, you may have to be a little bit flexible with them, like they'll be a little bit flexible with you. But once you find that meeting spot right around you, uh, that's that's another big tent stake in the ground to making your group successful. So, excellent, good tips, and no doubt, I mean, just by listening to all the information you've you share with us today, um, you you're definitely going to be somebody's Elmer, uh, whether you know it or not, because of all the information that you've, you've given us so far today. So, uh, definitely I want to appreciate you on behalf of myself and everybody else who's listening. Um, I want to say thank you very much for, um, all the information that, that you've shared. And, and, uh, I think that having scanning as your hobby, I mean, all the benefits that came out of it, like you were saying, you know, oh, you, yeah. you kind of like walked into it from, from a friend of yours having one in, in, uh, right, in right. England, then finding somebody at your, at your, you know, your high school job just cause you recognize them from the radio and oh, then yeah. getting involved with the meetings. And then that became your full-time career. Um, yeah, it's a hobby, but it's one of those things too, that the networking that's, that happens because of the hobby and the networking that could happen because you're a part of a scanner group that, is a live face-to-face -face group um, is something that you really can't you can't really measure. I guess right, is right. Way to say it. Oh yeah, and I know you're the same way, Phil. I mean, you. This is one of the best hobbies around because it's. I don't know any person out there that has not watched at least a couple episodes of Cops on TV. So when you when you realize that all you have to do is have that radio on in the background, and when you hear that first foot chase or you hear that first vehicle chase from then on out it's uh you know 
forget any type of caffeine or anything else. It's really the best. Uh, it'll get you all hyped up and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, so it's, it's definitely a, uh, one of those hobbies that's like none other because you're getting the, the real-time action as it happens. Right, unless you're watching live PD. <laughs> true, true. But still, it's not the, you and I both know it's not the same. It, no. you, get to, you get to know those uh, inflections in the voice, so you know when something big's going on, and, and you get to know the folks that, behind the voices. Um, you know, I, where my job is, I deal with police, fire, EMS personnel every day day in and day out so i know these folks i know their families i know their uh you know their their likes their dislike you know that i uh, these guys are friends to me so when i hear them go through go through something on the radio then you want them to to be okay at the end of their shift too so it's a it's not only a fun hobby but you're also uh you care about the people behind the microphone uh, you have uh anything else that uh you want to bring up today before you wrap no, up i just want to say i this is where I think the hobby is going. Um, podcasts and, and programs like this, I think, are going to be such a great part of what helps us share what we love uh, with the entire Internet population, but also those that uh, kind of want to know more about the hobby. Uh, you know, this is we moved straight from doing news groups in the early days of the Internet to uh, to message forums and now we're kind of taking it to the next step so i appreciate you bringing this to the folks as well that uh hopefully we can gain some good interest from this as well yeah yep that's that's why i'm doing it i, I look around and it's like i i don't know if you know but i do run my own local site here i mean mm-hmm. there's nothing comparison oh, yeah. with, with radio reference but um you know just looking at where things are going it's it's a lot people are moving away from the desktop environment and the actual right. internet forums they're getting onto like apps like GroupMe and Zello mm-hmm. and whatnot. So a lot of everything is getting onto that portable. The, the 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 ability to listen when you want to listen. Exactly. And that's what podcasts. You know, I subscribe to podcasts online, and and when I have downtime at work or I'm on lunch, I'll have my phone with me and I'll dial into one of my podcasts that I. And of course, I'll add yours to the list there. That uh, you know, and for me, it's all about listening when i want to listen and that's what makes the uh the podcast environment so so great is that you gotta do it when it's convenient for you excellent excellent well marshall i want to thank you so much for being there today i want to thank you for your awesome. time i want to thank you especially for sharing your stories with us uh, yeah. i'm sure i mean i found them very interesting i'm sure a lot of other people have found them as well uh you did share your email address which is again ke4znr i'm saying that uh, right properly for everybody who's over in europe who's listening to us that's right that's right <laughs> so it's uh ke4znr at radio reference.com is uh so if you have any questions about setting up a uh a scanner club in your area marshall has uh been um uh nice I'll, enough I'll to extend his help to you okay. right and i'll send you a couple links there phil for our group too so if folks want to get a uh, an idea of what we already have set up here locally i'll give you a couple links that you can post as well if Excellent. you want to. and they will be in the show notes as well uh for yes. today's session so all right marshall thank you so much for uh, your time today thank you and, phil uh, I, I certainly appreciate it all right i hope you enjoyed our interview with marshall sherrod again from the tar heel scanner shortwave listeners group and uh, again, Marshall, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down and having a conversation with me and sharing your story with the Scanner School podcast. Now, again, if anybody wants to be a guest 
on the Scanner School podcast, or if you have a kind of podcast that deals with radios or um, something else that I could bring a story to or, or share what scanning is about, again, I'm open to being a guest on your podcast as well. So again, go to scannerschool.com slash contact, and I'll bring you the contact form where you can reach me, or it's my email, uh, phil at scannerschool.com. Now again, too, I wanted to remind everybody that we have a new uh, support system out there. So if you'd like to help support the Scanner School podcast, there is a very easy way to do so. If you go to scannerschool.com slash support, we have about four ways that you can help the Scanner School podcast. The first way is free to you. If you're a shopper on Amazon, go to scannerschool.com slash support, click on our Amazon link, and go shopping on Amazon. That is a free and easy way for you to support us because Amazon will pay us if you use our affiliate link. Now, again, this happens at no additional cost to you. Amazon is just thanking us for referring the business to them. Another way we have set up is Patreon. Uh, That is a month-to-month contribution that you would make to the Scanner School podcast. And there are several tiers and several benefits as you go up the tiers. So there's a benefit where you would get this podcast a day or two early. There's another benefit where you would get some uh, merchandising. There's another benefit level where you would get some uh, live videos that I'm doing extra just for my Patreon supporters. And in the end, there's uh, having me on retainer where we would have a up to 30 minute session at most once a month. and I say it that way so that nobody banks their time and expects to get maybe five hours or six minutes apiece or six minutes or six sessions at five minutes apiece, but you get the gist. And um, for those of you who do not like Patreon, we have a one-time donation set up through PayPal. And we also have some uh, physical goods that we are looking to bring to the table as well. You know, kind of, uh, no pun intended, but some mugs, maybe some uh, uh, mouse pads and those kinds of deals. So again, if you'd like to support the Scanner School podcast, you can go at scannerschool.com slash support. And again, don't forget to follow us on Facebook because on Facebook, I do a weekly live Q&A session where it's me in front of the camera and I have the computer screen on and I will take questions via Facebook live. And what that allows me to do is kind of have a real quick one-on-one interaction with the people who are watching the video feed. Now, if you haven't been able to sit down during the times I have available, because I understand that, you know, I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the world from Australia. So the time zones are kind of not in their favor, but um, the replays are always available. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash Facebook, you do not need to be a member of Facebook to watch the live video. And again, if you are not a member of Facebook and you want to have you watch a live video again you don't need to be a member of Facebook for that but if you want to ask a question you would need to be a member of Facebook or you can go to my contact form scannerschool.com slash contact submit your question early and I will answer it either on the podcast or the Facebook live session so I want to say thank you again for listening to the scanner school podcast where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby Thank you, Marshall, for being a guest on today's show. And we will see you all next Tuesday for session 18 of Scanner School. And if you're a Patreon supporter, we'll see you a day or two early. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.